Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though if you uh shaved my head and spit in my eye i would still date you (laughs) my guest today oh boy i adore her she is a plus size fashion fucking icon you've done like collaborations with people you've had your own clothing line it is nicolette Thank you so much for being oh here. Oh my god, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's a real treat. I was just talking about your outfit today. <gasps> We're talking a beautiful white crisp blouse, a black leather jacket, a Gucci belt, some jeans that fit like a dream. Are these Chanel shoes? What are they? They, they are. I put on my flats. I oh, It's a look. A Chanel I love ballet it. flat. Yeah. They're very cute. Chic. When did you get into fashion? I mean, I was born and raised in L.A., so I feel like I had no choice. Plus, Mm -hmm. I'm Iranian, and, like, Iranian culture is so image-obsessed in Mm -hmm. every single way, shape, and form that I feel like I had no choice but to care about fashion. Like, growing up in Mm -hmm. L.A. is a really weird experience, but— Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I've only, like, lived in L.A. and been like— People here are slightly strange. It's very strange. It's a, it's an interesting value system we have here. But um, I mean, every stereotype of LA comes from a place, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> I I kind of like grew up loving fashion, but I got to this place where I for sure knew as 
a plus size girl that I would never actually work in fashion. So I could just be peripheral to it. Mm -hmm. And I went to school at Parsons and I studied um, business for fashion and um, kind of like fell into it professionally in a very roundabout Mm -hmm. accidental way. But was it with your blog? It was through my blog, Mm -hmm. fully through my blog, which I just started as a hobby in 2008. So I graduated from college. I was working at a design firm and started my blog. Didn't think anyone would ever look at it. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, it was Pinterest for myself (laughs) and only me. My mom read it. Mm -hmm. I had this day once where 70 people looked at my blog and I was like, oh, my God, 70 (laughs) people. 12, 13 years later, almost, were here doing really fun stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's always so interesting when like when the ball starts rolling and you're like, I can't believe 12 people looked at my thing today. I know. I have 50 likes and then you're like 100 likes and you're like, oh my God, like real people are consuming my content and like asking me questions about shit. Yeah. People love to ask me where I get things and I'm like, I have the same resources you have. Mm-hmm. I just Google a lot of like I want a leopard. Pr- I wanted a leopard print sweater, so yeah. I googled plus size leopard print sweater, and I found one. <laughs> it's really amazing, like the options that now exist. Mm-hmm. But I think people they haven't had any for so long that there is kind of this like cool discovery and resource sharing, and maybe that's why mm. blogging worked when I started it mm-hmm. twelve years ago because no one knew where to find things, and they didn't really exist as much then as they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, it's like really evolved in a major way. I discovered ASOS from you. <gasps> really? Yep. I was oh on your God. blog and you were wearing something from ASOS and I was like, oh, what is this ASOS? And then I went to the website and I was like, oh my goodness, there's so many things that will fit me here. So it many. It truly just like opened up this whole world. It was a real treat. Oh my God, I'm going to send them this. <laughs> like, please. I mean, I love ASOS. Free returns. It's great. It's I so love easy. It. It's so easy. Yeah. You leave it for your mailman. Your mailman picks it up, and then it's just gone from your life, and you don't have to worry about it. It's really incredible. And, and they're really great about refunding you pretty quickly. Yeah. And there's some. there really is, like, something for everyone, mm-hmm. which I love. And they've launched sustainability initiatives, so they have, oh. like, their own brands now that are sustainable. And I don't work for them. I don't make money from them. <laughs> Neither but, do I. I just you know, love ASOS. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, was dating in LA as a plus size person what a boring question but I'm gonna ask but like growing up was dating hard so I didn't really date growing up I don't know Um, so I guess yes Mm -hmm. Um, but I grew up in LA I went to a really small Jewish school my whole life and I grew up with like the same group of 130 people Mm -hmm. like literally from mommy and me until I went to college um I cannot imagine having dated a single one of the people I grew up with. It's literally nauseating to me. So I didn't really date in high school. And then I went to college and kind of like figured out I was gay. So Mm -hmm. that was another piece of it. I feel like a lot of other queer people, like they don't really date when they're young because we're figuring Mm -hmm. it out. And yeah, so I didn't date at all until I was in college. And then Mm -hmm. that was an interesting experience because I was, like, navigating my sexuality plus my body plus figuring out my self-worth in a really um, accelerated way. Mm -hmm. 
And it was really hard. And like, I don't feel like I gave myself enough credit at all. I was just like, I'll take whatever I can get. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I could have done so much better than (laughs) a lot of the people. No offense. Like, you know, I dated some amazing people in my early dating years, too, and in my early 20s. But like, I could have done a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like queer or not, everybody realizes that. Oh, yeah. They're like, you hit 30 and you're like, oh, my God. Every person I thought was the one or that I was in love with in my early 20s -hmm. was a piece of fucking trash. (laughs) And I should have thought more of myself to be like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need you. Yeah. But like in your early 20s, you're just like, I just I'll take it. You looked at me. You blinked at me. I want it. Yeah. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, I'm going to go really sad for a second, but I like have this very distinct memory of my parents talking to me. And I have a younger sister who's super petite. She's Mm -hmm. really pretty. She's five foot one and like a size zero two. Mm -hmm. Like we're very, we don't look related. Like we have totally different bodies, very different experiences. And, and as a child, her as a child, me as like probably a 12, 13 year old, Mm -hmm. I remember my parents telling me, like, you have to work really hard and be really studious. Like, we don't worry as much about Natalie, who's my sister. Oh, boy. But you have to work really hard and think about your career and your academics because you might not get married and have someone to take care of you. And so, like, that really, in a big Mm -hmm. way, shaped the way I thought about myself and my worth. And potential to like have a romantic life because Mm -hmm. I was like oh I'm gonna be alone forever and if anyone does show interest in me like I should be very grateful for it Mm -hmm. I mean I've like processed that with my parents big time and like for sure they did not mean for it to be like quite as Mm -hmm. traumatizing as it was for me (laughs) personally but like on the flip side it is good advice no it's great advice not to rely on anyone fuck you up exactly yeah yeah and it's like, why can't it be both? Like, mm-hmm. don't rely on anyone. Be a badass at your career. Also, like, don't settle for a piece of mm-hmm. shit romantic partner. And I feel like I only got one side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mother would say, well, as a fat black, yeah. she'd be like, you have to work twice as hard as your little white friends because I grew up in an all-white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, like, dreamt of going to school with my hair wet. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> which is an insane thing to like be like maybe one day my mom won't blow dry my hair and I'll wear my hair wet in a ponytail so like I just wanted to do the things that these other white girls were doing and my mother was yeah. like you are different like you have to act differently you have to work a little bit harder um, I don't know if she ever told me about oh she did she was like uh, I'd be like oh my god I love this boy and she was like well that boy's probably not going to bring you home to his parents and I'd be like wow. okay Okay. Did she ever say why, or was that just, like, for you to figure out? No, because I was black and fat. So, and, I mean, she was right. I didn't date anybody until my 20s. Yeah. So, but then that, like, that did stunt me a little bit, because then I was like, oh, if this person is showing interest in me, I am so grateful. Mm-hmm. I am so lucky. I can't believe, even when I date now, I'll be like, oh, they only like me because uh, I'm a comedian. And then even if they're like, I don't, I've never heard you. I've never heard your comedy. I just know what you do, but I don't consume your content. I'm like, he's lying. They're lying. Yeah. They know me. 
And that is like a little thing in my brain that is hard to turn off. Yeah, it's so hard. We're socialized like literally from childhood to put and assign all of our value based on our physical appearance, one, but then also like the way other people interpret our Mm -hmm. physical appearance. So even if you have great self-image, it doesn't really matter because maybe no one else thinks of you that way. Like that's so fucked up. I had an interview today where the lady ended it with, you seem so happy and so positive and so confident. How? And I was like, how? Oh, my God. It's literally (laughs) my least favorite question in the world. Uh Uh-huh. How do you get so confident? I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't I be confident? I'm amazing. Yes. And I said, I was like, well, I mean, if you're talking about appearance-wise, I just choose to look in the mirror and not hate what I see. It's not the easiest choice, but, like, I understand that I can change the way I look. Yeah. And I I can put on something different. I can put on a different wig. I just choose not to be miserable. And she was like, oh. And it seemed like she never thought of that. Yeah. It's so, uh, the way we live is so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, have I, you ever done dating apps? I have done dating mm-hmm. apps. I, so I, I got married before Tinder existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I kind of got unmarried-ish. <laughs> it's a process. Sure. It's still in, it's complicated. you know, it's a thing. But yeah, I met my um, ex. Through OkCupid mm-hmm. originally, pre-app OkCupid, like had so, to like, log, you had on, to log to a on your computer. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was fun. It was interesting, and like I certainly like lurked a lot earlier mm-hmm. than that on the websites. When we broke up, I I like I wanted to swipe for fun. Mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> it's miserable. Mm-hmm. The swiping is horrendous, and in LA especially, it's like really yeah. bad. Yes. It's really bad. Um, like Tinder is probably the worst. Bumble is like less bad, mm-hmm. but and then I signed up for Raya, which I thought would be really funny. What is your experience on Raya? I mean, they approved me. So <laughs> how long did it take? I had a referral. I also had a referral and it took two years. Okay. So Gabby had the same thing happen. <gasps> so that is yes, an investigation. This literally confirms that it's racist because I think it is Gabby racist. is very well known. Yeah. She's a very she's another popular plus mm-hmm. size blogger and gorgeous. Yeah. And that's insane. Yep, that literally confirms yeah, so all of my suspicions. It definitely my uh, experience lurking Raya was like, wow, there's a lot of white models <laughs> who don't seem to do much else. Uh, good for them. Mm-hmm. But like, OK, I kind of see what's going on here. Um, there was like a second where just because I was curious about who was on it, I opened my Raya to like men and women. Mm-hmm. There were a lot more like men of color in yes. my anecdotal experience, not a lot of women of color. Nope. Yeah, I feel like now they're going to ban me for talking about it, which is fine because I'm happily in a relationship. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like holding on to that my membership. I, mean, I don't know why. Like, why do I want to be a part of some racist dating club? Because they made it so elusive and, and mysterious and interesting. <sighs> and like I've they been did. on it. And I, it's not elusive and it's not interesting. No. But, and I like unsigned up for it. But then I was like, but Channing Tatum's on. So I right. might as well get so back now. on. Who knows who I'll find on there? Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Apps are 
truly like exhausting. So exhausting. Because you'll talk to someone, you'll be like, okay, I think this person's a little good egg. And then you meet them, and you're like, ugh, you're a bad egg. I don't like you. So I've taken to not talking very much on the apps. Like, yeah. yes or no answers, yeah. which make me seem very uninteresting. But I don't know. If you want to try it, ask me out on a date. I've also right. stopped asking people out on dates. They have to ask me. Oh, I like that rule. That's a good rule. Yeah. My thing with dating apps when I was using them was like, I'm not looking for a pen pal. So either mm-hmm. we're hanging out right now or never. And that worked for me because it filtered out like a lot of flakiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't want to be single. Not ever again, I won't <laughs> say. Like I'm, you know, realistic about life being life, but mm-hmm. but I don't miss being single. Yeah, I don't like it. No. I'm very much over it. I know. And I'm just looking for a relationship. Why won't anyone date you? I don't know. That's uh, the big question. Wow. I don't know. I've come to terms with I like to chase people. That's a thing I just discovered, that I like to chase people. And when I'm dating men, they don't necessarily like to be chased. Oh. Uh, and then women, I tend to chase them to a point, and then they chase me, and then I'm not interested because I don't like being chased. I, it's a very... It's a weird thing. I don't know. Have you tried the new Lex app? What's Lex? Oh my god, it's like the new. So do you do you know the personals page? It was a page on Instagram and it was lesbian personal ads. Most no. not lesbian exclusively, but like queer, non-binary, mm-hmm. etc. um personals ads and people would write out copies so it wasn't based on like photos or anything. It was mm-hmm. literally I am this and I'm looking for this. So, like, I'm a femme leather top looking for a submissive XYZ mm-hmm. who wants to read comic books and have a slumber party. Like, okay. this is the ad. And it turned into an app that I don't have, but I, sh- I should as a, you know, show of support and solidarity, download it and play with it and maybe find friends on it as well. Yeah, it's all, like, text-based. Oh. And I'm very intrigued, probably in the same way that, like, OkCupid was my preferred mm-hmm. platform. Like, I liked the essays. I liked learning a little bit about people mm-hmm. um, rather than just looking at their photos. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, falling visually in love with an absolute idiot. <laughs> it's a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> I don't know, but I also think words are a trap. Because you can be a great wordsmith. You can write these incredible essays and then you meet the person, and you're like, uh, you're Oh my god, it's like either face tune of the mind. Or, hmm? It's face tune of the mind. Yes. Wow. <laughs> face tune of the mind is Words. very funny. Yeah, no, you're totally right. God, I think the answer is just not to date. I mean, honestly, that's what it feels like. It's like dating is just hard. This interview that I did earlier, they were like, so what advice do you have for dating? And I said, oh, I've been given a lot of advice. I've been told to be myself, not too much of myself. Uh, Give them a little, but not too much and be mysterious. And he was like, oh, that sounds confusing. And I was like, yeah, buddy. Did you think I was going to have like a good answer for you? (laughs) No, then we would all just be so happy and in relationships. Yeah, I do think that there's like something to be said for the weight that culturally, obviously... 
relationships are weighted so heavily. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this thing that you are expected to do that is a factor in your value and your worth and the way people see you. It's like, what if we took that away Mm -hmm. and people were just in relationships because they really wanted to be and that was it? And how would that, like, shift Mm -hmm. the dynamic of dating in general? I think it would make people chill out a little bit more. Um, Because, like, I don't have the thing in my mind where I'm like, I'm past 30. I have to find somebody and start a family because... I don't know if I want a family. My mother had me late. Mm-hmm. She had me at 39. So, like, if I have a child at 39, 40, like, that's fine with yeah. me. MBD. Science. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I think I just want, I just want to share my life with somebody. That seems really interesting to me. So, something I've been talking about with some of my friends lately is, like, what about just, like, platonic companionship? And you designate a best friend to, like, live with and have as your support. Mm-hmm. And then you, like also have sex with whoever you want. But, like, what if our platonic relationships became those relationships? Well, I have a platonic best friend who I speak to, like, every single day. But, like, she doesn't service the need I have for, like, intimacy. Mm. That would be, like, that's the only thing. Like, sure, I could be super happy with her and have her be my very best friend who I tell all my secrets to and share my life with. But, like, I want a best friend who I also fuck. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, someone who, like, undeniably gets me, laughs at everything I say, I laugh at everything they say. We just, like, move in tandem and, like, have really great sex. Yeah, so a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're full circle. Uh Uh-huh. Right back to where we started. Yeah. Did you meet your current partner on a dating site or in person? So kind of both. We met through my best friend and then also matched on Tinder. And um, my ex, funny enough, like also used to hang out with Mm -hmm. them. And so they were encouraging. They were like, yeah, you guys should hang out, which is a funny dynamic um, to have with your ex. And so, yeah, so I did that thing where we, like, matched, and I was back and forth between L.A. and New York, Mm -hmm. and I was in New York, and I was like, okay, either we're, like, hanging out and going on a date, or I'm never talking to you again because I don't want a pen pal, Mm -hmm. and I'm here for a few days. Like, this is my life. We hung out and um, very quickly fell in love, which is so cliche, but true, and... um, Yes. So to answer your question, Mm -hmm. we did meet kind of on an app, but also really because my best friend was like, yeah, you two got to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when did you know (laughs) when did you know that you were in love? I think I resisted it for a while. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I was just like, no, like this is just someone I'm going to have fun with and I'm still healing and going through this journey and um, I don't need to be in a serious relationship. So I like really didn't want to put a label on what we were doing or um, even like I got really weird about like planning things for the future, Mm -hmm. like going on trips together or planning dates in advance or booking concert tickets, things Mm -hmm. like that. I was like, that's too serious (laughs) for me right now. So In a weird way, I had, like, a really hard time leaning into the relationship Mm -hmm. early when we started dating. 
But there were just a few moments where um, my girlfriend would go like really out of her way to do something super thoughtful that I had never experienced before, like that level of Mm -hmm. thoughtful intimacy. And um, I would just be like, oh, my God, no, I'm like seriously in love. And it was like probably, you know, three months into Mm -hmm. dating, meeting each other. But they'd be like, oh, shit, no, I can't be in love. I can't be in love. (laughs) Like, it's it's too soon. It's not. I need to, like, fully heal from these other things that have happened. And um, I don't know, probably, like, a full year and a half, two years in, I was, like, still waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was Mm -hmm. like, this can't be real. Like, something is going to happen. I'm going to find out that she's actually awful. (laughs) And my therapist was like, you really need to realize, like, there might not be another shoe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) This is my history. Like, there will always be another shoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like... So almost three years in, there hasn't been another shoe. So I'm just walking around with one shoe. <laughs> um, it's Chanel, so it's fine. So it's fine. But, it's designer. Yeah. Uh, but God, I really am a lesbian. I just like, you know, we fall in love so fast. I think that's just it's fun. women. Is it? Is it just biology? I think it or is biology. My therapist has explained that like most women, once they've had sex with someone attached to them, that's not me. Oh. No. No, like, I could, like, very much be an unattached. I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this ever. <laughs> um, Like, very slutty and unattached forever and oh. not grow feelings. And, like, I'm not jealous. Like, that is, not, for me, that is not the thing that, like, I emotionally bond to. What's the thing you emotionally bond to? Uh, God, this I'm going to sound like I'm lying, but, like, honestly— Emotional intimacy, mm. probably more than physical intimacy. But I want to hear more about what your therapist said. Well, my therapist just said that something happens in women's brains that when they have sex, they then like latch onto that person because it's um it's like another level of intimacy. Mm. And for me, that is mostly correct. Like if I go out with somebody, have a nice time with them. And I'm like, oh, I feel like we've connected. And then we have mm. sex. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, um, I can see a future and I'll move in and we'll fall in love and we'll get married. That's so interesting. You like imprint on people once you have sex. Mm-hmm. Or when they're nice to me. Like if you're <sighs> nice to me, I will be like, not in love. No, yeah, in love with you. Like if yeah. someone is nice to me, I'm like, okay. Do you think that's because, like, the bar was so low in mm. our childhood socialization of how people, like, we were taught people viewed us? Probably. But I think the sex for me has to do with a lot of gentlemen uh, growing up and in my early 20s are like, you're a great friend. You're very funny. I like being near you. I like talking to you about the girls I date and stuff. And Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm always the friend. So if someone sleeps with me, I'm like, I'm not the friend. Right. I'm the girlfriend now. You'll love me. And then that has not ever gone anywhere. So do you like wait a long time to have sex with people? No, which is Mm. bad. It's not. The internet keeps telling me it's bad. Really? Yeah, I keep Googling 
how terrible is it to sleep with someone on the first date? And then I've gotten so many articles that are like, let me see if I can find one. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, where I might have bookmarked one. Like, I want to know the source that's telling you it's bad to sleep with someone on the first date. True. Like, is it Patty Stanker? Because <laughs> I feel like she would give that advice. Or, you know, like some horrible women's magazines would give that advice. Oh, I guess I didn't bookmark this one. But I did bookmark dating trends to know in 2020. Oh, what are some of the trends? From Keanuing to Paxmanning. I don't know what that means. Pac-Manning? Like the video game? I think so. Okay, Ooh. so Keanuing is inspired by Keanu Reeves' new unexpected girlfriend. So he did a total Keanu. I wouldn't have put them all together. That's when someone new, uh, when you get together with someone new and it's a, <laughs> a match that surprises people. I have never heard anyone say <laughs> Literally, no one's ever said that. And no. can we discuss the fact that his total surprise was dating a woman in his age bracket? <laughs> like, it's what? <laughs> very funny. Um, Jekylling. The usage is, he seemed sweet, if a little persistent. When I told him I wasn't interested in pursuing anything uh, with him, he turned and went full Jekyll on me. He was a different person. So that's someone who's nice and then turns nasty. Oh, a Gemini. <laughs> Flatlining is uh, when a conversation goes dead and no one knows how to uh, resurrect it. I don't think these, these are, are real. Trends? <laughs> I don't, this is a wild... It's in the metro.co.uk. Uh. Rossing is when you date someone casually and you're not an official couple, but they, and then they pull you, what? And then they pull you for seeing other people. We're on a break. This oh, is an insane thing. I should right. have read this before reading this. I think this was the right way to go. <laughs> I feel I've learned a lot of trends about dating in 2020. There's faux monogamy, phonogamy. Hmm. So that's when someone pretends to a person that they're dating that they're monogamous, but they're not. That's mean. Uh, oh. Deja ew. That's the feeling of repulsion when you're browsing a dating app or come across an ex or someone you've dated previously. <laughs> Elsa. That's when someone suddenly freezes you out without explanation. This is caspering. What is that? Ghosting. Oh. But that why don't they just say ghosting? Also, how is it different than Elsaing? I don't know. It seems like these people are really trying to make. Fetch happen. A lot. <laughs> I mean, yes, truly. Um, but the article I read about sleeping with someone on the first date, he was like, it was a weird man with like bright blonde hair. And he said, all right, so you made this mistake. There is a way to uh, to rectify it. And one of his advices was don't don't wait for them to wake up. Leave before they wake up. Um, and then great advice. <laughs> And then don't call them for three days and don't say, I want to see you again uh, uh, too soon. And then then one of his pieces of advice was to show up where they were, like figure out from social media where they are and just show up and be like, wow, crazy to see you here. So this article stipulates also that you are Googling while still in bed <laughs> following the state uh -huh. and... And your thought process is like, oh, my God, I'm in this bed of a person I went mm -hmm. on a first date with. What the fuck do I do, Google? Yep. No. Yep. That doesn't happen. Maybe mm -hmm. it happens. I did it. You Googled it from. Well, no, I did not Google it from the bed. Right. So... I Googled it. So I slept with this person and then was like, oh, I think I like them. And then I was like, oh, I think I ruined it because I slept with them. 
Uh, so then before texting them, I Googled. I was like, mm. is it bad? And then all of the articles were like, yeah, terrible. You're bad. Wow. I think sleeping with someone on the first date is pretty much like the way to go. I also think so. But according to the internet, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, I feel like I just want to know like right away if someone's really bad at sex. Yes. Or if we have physical chemistry. Yes. I waited six dates to sleep with this one person who then could not achieve an erection and then was mad about it and then didn't do anything else to me. And I didn't know how to articulate just because you can't, like penetrative sex isn't the only type of sex. And I didn't know how to articulate that to him because he was just like fully freaking out. And I did, I was just like, it's okay. You're fine. You're right. You're fine. So it was just me being like, and then I got in my head and I was like, oh, maybe it's me. And then I was like, no, it's not me. It's It's definitely you. It's your body. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, I wasted time. I wasted months. I wasted two months. That's like six dates and two months is a lot of time and energy Yes, that like, you got to reclaim that time. Yes, I got to reclaim that time. And I didn't know how. He also broke up with me. <laughs> oh, well. Because I was like, this will get course. better. We'll figure this out. It'll be fine. Then he was like, I don't know. I see you more of a friend. And I was like, I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah, no. I need to know right away. Okay, we have to take a break. Okay. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And we're back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any advice for me on how to get into a relationship? Oh, my God. Um, be yourself. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't think that there is universal dating or relationship mm-hmm. advice. There isn't. Like, my first advice is, like, therapy, which obviously you do oh, and I'm have done. I'm in therapy. I love um, therapy. I love therapy so much. Um... It really is the best thing. Everyone should do it. I agree. Yeah. So that is the first one. I think like, okay, also I have a rule about unsolicited advice, which is that I don't give it. So oh. you are asking I'm, I'm me. asking. You are consenting to this experience. Uh, <laughs> good. We got that out of the way. Um, so because you have requested this advice to me, it's I find that pursuing relationships or pursuing dating is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's, again, like such a cliche, but the idea of like, it can't be when you're looking for it. Mm. Um, I think there's some truth to that, at least for me in my experience, um, in my relationship history. It's when I've been like in pursuit of it, mm-hmm. I fall into the wrong thing or something like very not right for me. Mm-hmm. So that is one. I think like, Focusing on yourself and your own hobbies is always important because it makes going into any new relationship stronger. Like, I have a lot of friends who they don't really know what they like or what Mm -hmm. they want. And so they kind of will adapt their interests to whoever they're dating. Mm -hmm. And that is 
such a trap, in my opinion, and like so toxic. And you just really have to intimately know yourself and what you like and what your hobbies are and your favorite band and things like that. Mm -hmm. Not that like you can't evolve and change and appreciate another person's interest too. For sure, you can and you should. But um, so many people I know are like incredibly mutable Mm -hmm. and kind of shapeshift to suit whoever they're with. And it's like, well, that's, I don't know, that doesn't seem correct. No, that seems insane. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I mean, I can do things that somebody else wants to do, but I'm not going to be like, this is my favorite thing. I mean, I know a lot of people who I've I've seen it, Mm -hmm. you know. I've also seen it where I'm like, I didn't know you liked this. And like, well, you know, they like it. So I like it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I've known you for a very long time, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly you are you're skiing all the time. Yeah, I've never seen you ski. You said you hate snow. Well, you now I like dogs. Snow. Now I you, love snow. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. People who hate dogs suddenly are like you know volunteering at dog adoptions. I'm like, that's, that's so wild. That's so much work. Strange. It is. That is so much work to be like, oh my god, they like dogs, so I'm gonna go volunteer at a dog shelter. I would never. I mean, at least something, like, positive. Yes. But it just seems like quite the commitment to do something Mm -hmm. you hate for the sake of someone else's interests. Why would I do that? Well, also, I'm, like, very stubborn and kind of a bitch. So (laughs) (laughs) that's why I wouldn't do that. I'm also very stubborn. But also, like, too busy to, like, just take up somebody else's hobbies. I can't do that. Like, I have things I want to do. I'm going to do the things I want to do. Yeah. All I want to do is pole dance. And ride a motorcycle. I actually really do. Have you done a pole dancing class? Yes. I fucking love it. I haven't done it in two months because I fell off a motorcycle and I hurt my knee. But I have rehabilitated it with a lot of exercises from the internet. Uh, And now I think my knee is stronger than it was before, which is interesting. That's exciting. Um, And I go to this place in North Hollywood. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. It's um, a lot of different different bodies. Oh, I love uh, that. Which I like. Um, and then the instructors that I take classes with are very, um, very conscientious of like what your body can do based on what they've seen. So if a combination is just like you're not going to get it because your body just physically can't do that, I'll get like a little adjustment. I like and it's that. It's not like out loud, like Nicole, you're not getting it. So here's what oh. we're going to do. It's just like Nicole. Try that one more time. Oh, okay. Why don't you do it this way? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. And I like that a lot. I would love to do that. That's on my to-do list. I, do it. I'm doing class pass right now, so I'm, like, trying a lot of different classes. What's you know? the class that you've taken? Because I never liked group fitness until taking pole classes. Um, I really love group fitness. Ugh, I don't I know took- why, but, like, half of them I hate. So mm-hmm. it just depends on the studio. Like, sounds like those instructors are really great. Um, I really love bar and Pilates, but the style like varies so wildly Mm -hmm. from one studio to the next. And I I used to go to one studio for a really long time just because it was, you know, close to me and convenient Mm -hmm. and it is a name brand chain. And so I kind of saw it as like the right one to go to. Mm But um, it was so body negative and like the language that they use in the class is all very subliminally um, directed towards like getting married or getting a ring. Oh, no. So um, it'll be like diamond out or, um, you know, because you're doing this to get a diamond on your finger. Mm -hmm. 
And um, that's a wild thing to say out loud in 2020. Like, that's I know. so crazy. I know. And then have you read Gia Tolentino's book, um, no. Trick Mirror? Okay, you have to read it when you have time. But she like talks a lot about the history of, of bar. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really interesting. I was like, oh, my God, no, I'm not going to go into it because it's not relevant anymore mm-hmm. but <laughs> there is a lot of very coded language in a lot of group fitness classes especially that are directed to women yes and it's either you know perpetuating the idea that you have to look a certain way mm-hmm. um, getting your beach body is yeah, something exactly. i've heard in a zumba class totally this is the moment that stands between you and that bikini mm-hmm. things like that i'm like can we not <laughs> can we not but I so anyways, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love bar and Pilates in general. I love spinning. Yeah, no, nothing really out of the box. I would love to do like aerial yoga, but I think I might be too fat for that. I don't know. Are you talking about like the silks? Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm going to try it then. Yeah, you're not. Uh, okay. I think it's the same thing as like a pole, I think. Mm-hmm. Because truly, like you can only really do like... I can't reach the top of the pole, which I assume would be, like, the most unsafe for a fat person to be at. Right. But it's like, I can't even get up there. So, like, what's right. the, what's the the worry about it? Yeah. I, I just, just, like... I guess I wonder about, like, the weight limit of the, the fabric of mm. which people are doing the aerial yoga from. Well, anytime I see two people on a thing, I'm like, well, those two people are probably, like, 200, maybe 300 pounds together. So, if those True. two people can be on it, one person of that weight could be on it. That's where Touché. my brain goes. Now I will try it. I think, yeah, try it. Okay. And if you are, just like uh, before the class, I would ask. Just so yeah. like during the class, it's not like a, anxiety, me, big one. Yeah. <laughs> you way. can't be here, big one. I know. One of the first times I went to like a spin class, I was so intimidated by the fact that like the rows are very narrow Mm -hmm. and it's actually close to impossible to get between them and then I learned that oh I have to get one like a bike on the end Mm -hmm. of a row otherwise I physically cannot get to the Mm -hmm. bike like I think a lot about accessibility in fitness spaces in that way it's I feel like it's that way because they don't expect fat people to work out it's yeah. the same reason why. But I thought they wanted us to be like that. Well, it's a very confusing message because <laughs> so they're like, confusing. we want you to exercise. All right, well, let me go buy some exercise clothes. Yeah. They don't exist. Like, Beyonce's line only goes to an extra large. I love Beyonce, but like, that's fucked up. It's, it's especially 2020. Because, one, it's Beyonce. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're all about her message of inclusivity. And two, it's Adidas. And Adidas goes up to three activewear. Yes. They work with plus size. Yes. They work with Universal Standard. uh, And they just had a line come out with them. And I was like, this should not have been allowed. This was very rude. Right. They shouldn't be. But yeah, Yeah. it's like, then then you get there. So, like, I was going to LA Fitness in Hollywood for a while. It's a wild gym. Sometimes Hello Kitty will come in. Wait, a woman literally? with a giant Hello Kitty head who like takes pictures on Hollywood Boulevard will just come <laughs> in with her head still on. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. But uh, for a while, people kept being like, good job. Keep coming back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've never. That's a fun one. Never needed that before in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really fun one. That was another <laughs> one that was happening to me in some of these group classes. And I'd be like, 
I come here five times a week. Why are uh-huh. you congratulating me? <laughs> like, just because you've never seen me here. Uh-huh. And Doesn't you mean like, that this is my very great. first time. Um, yeah, someone wants a stranger, like a stranger in a class was like, wow, you like really kept up with everyone. <gasps> and I was like, I could punch you in the face right now. Yeah, I don't think people realize how dismissive they're making you feel. Like, you're yeah. it's just like... You came this one time and you're doing so good. Have you ever like picked up someone from a fitness class? Like for a date? Uh-huh. Oh my god, no. That's I feel like interesting. That's a thing that like real fit people do. It's never occurred to me till right now to be like, oh, in a class I could be like, mm, hi. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you should you should you should try that and report back. All okay. I can think about now is how like on the apps, you know, when I had that moment. Um, people who would write in their bio, like, really into people who are into fitness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what you're trying to actually say is no fat chicks. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, being, like, looking for a partner who's into fitness is okay to it's, say. Yeah. Coded language is always okay. It's God forbid you just say, I don't like fat women. And it's okay to not like fat women. I just, I don't, I don't think you should say I, I'm only into fitness. I once hooked up with this dude... I might have told this story. I don't know, Marissa. Tell me if I did. But uh, I met him on OkCupid. I went to his apartment, and it was like a model apartment. It was filled with like faux leather furniture, mm. and he had a dry erase board. Have I told this? Uh, I think so. What was his bed like? We didn't. It was like a creaky bed, and we fucked on the floor. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> God, please remember which episode so I can go back to it. Well, I'll just tell you real quick. It ended with, so I was leaving and he goes, just because I'm into fitness doesn't mean I don't like your body. And then he closed the door and I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I had never felt crazier in my life. But yeah, that's the world we're living in where people are just, uh, just real mean. It's, you know, (laughs) at least they really put it out there. Yep. Uh There's that. And then on the way home, I was like, well, at least I don't live in a model apartment. At least I have a home. Yeah. He could have just been the leasing agent. I think he was. And I think it was like the apartment they show people because none of his stuff was in the closet. It was all folded on the floor. Oh, he did not live there. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) You meet the wildest people on apps. That's like the other thing. Like, you live a life a certain way, and then you meet someone who lives incorrectly. And you're like, I don't... (laughs) This yeah. is bad. I'm like on one hand, it's good. Maybe it's nice to like meet people who we might never otherwise encounter. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I love about like Instagram, for example. Like I meet all kinds of people who I never would probably interact with mm-hmm. in my existing social circles. And that's cool. And then other times I'm like, who raised you and where'd you come from? <laughs> Now I, you're, like, making me want to get back on the apps. Like, I love my girlfriend so much. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I would include her in this process. But now I'm just curious. It's bad. And I feel like it's getting worse. Really? Yes. What are some of the 2020 dating trends on the apps that you've noticed? Let's see. Um, let's see. What's going on on Tinder? Like, what was the last message you got? I haven't really been opening up Tinder very much because... There's I'm getting ads on Tinder. So I got a message from Smile Direct Club and it's like <laughs> fall in love with your smile, straighten your teeth for 20% less than braces. And I'm like, "What? 
I don't want to fuck a dentist putting bri- <laughs> like what? Um, let's see this person. Have you ever hit on a dentist though? Like no. while getting your teeth done? No, because my mouth is open. What would I say? I don't know. They're always talking when your mouth is open. They are always talking when your mouth is open. Um, it's like their kink. Let's see. <laughs> I just love an open mouth and having a woman with a mouth <laughs> open who can't talk back to me. So I went back and forth talking to this guy who we're just truly saying very little to each other. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, so one of the first things he asked was, uh, you got some nip pics? And I was like, nip pic? You just want a picture of my nipples? Like a just close up nipple. Nip pics? Uh, and I said, no. And he goes, ah, no worries. So I said, just <laughs> Google fat black naked. And then he said, ha ha ha. <laughs> And he was like, what you looking for? What are you into? And I was like, I don't know. Good sex. And he's like, well, I'm eight inches, rock hard, and looking to smash. What part of town are you in? And I told for him. For sure lying, by the way. <laughs> right? I mean, who Possibly. knows? Yeah. I think it's, I guess men do measure their dicks. I don't, I I really don't know. To Me be either. Very uneducated in this department. <laughs> inexperienced but then he asked you nasty and i said yeah i'll slop on your dick and then he goes nut on your face and i said no i'll be wearing makeup and then he rolled his eyes at me (laughs) so then i was just like okay uh when are you free and he was like right now but i have to go on a run and i was like well okay it's just been the most frustrating conversation and then this started in june of 2019 and then every and you're now and still <laughs> talking to him. Every now and again, he'll be like, "What are you doing?" And I'll be like, "I'm in New York." And he's like, "For good?" And I said, "No, I'm back Sunday." And then he goes, "You gonna let me clap them cheeks?" And I said, "Sure." Uh, and then he was you- like, "You got an Instagram?" And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "What is it?" And I was like, yeah, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, no, not opening that door. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so Thursday, he sent me a gif of a woman searching for something, <laughs> which I guess is him searching for me. I don't know. Or for love. He's like kind of attractive. He's got a big old surfboard in his picture. Mm. A kayak. Oh, he's long hair. He loves being outside. Have you reverse Google image searched? I don't know how to do that. You just like screen cap a pic and then put it in Google. What? What? That's all they're doing on Catfish? Yes! (laughs) That's literally it. I thought they were do. I thought they had technology that I wasn't that wasn't accessible no, to me. That's like the whole thing with catfish. It's like how is this still going on and <sighs> nobody is reverse Google image searching? Interesting. It's perplexing. But so if you reverse Google search me, it would just show you Nicole Byer. Then you- right, people would for sure think you're a catfish, mm. which is kind of funny. I've been that asked a couple too. of times if I was a catfish, and I was like, I'd pick someone better. <laughs> first of all, you're great. Thank you. But- okay, but okay. So this Tinder guy, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just need to ask. You've been doing this back and forth Since for June. seven months. <laughs> uh huh. It is time to unmatch. You think? And not yes. send him another message. I yeah, just sent him no, another ask message him right now. Be like, "What's up? What are you doing right now?" I just now? said hi. <laughs> okay, I'll say. What okay, are you doing? if he responds, I would love for you to like see him within the next. One to 72 hours. And okay. if you don't, unmatch him. That's like okay. my personal 
I think my this personal is take. Very good advice. Yeah, because I just that. feel seven months of hey, what's going on? Like it's not <laughs> going anywhere. Nope, it truly isn't. And then this other man I was talking to. He sent me a message. Uh, he was like, I'm trying to figure out if this is real, but you talk about the minions and I listened to your podcast, so I think it is real. And I was like, okay. So then we just like talked about nothing and then he never asked me out. Like it ended with him being like, I really like your Ursula joke and you're special. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, very kind that you like my work. I just don't. But would you like really want to date a fan anyways? Because I, I, yeah, I think it's like weird and gross. It is like for me, at least. It is weird um, because then I've dated people who are like, yeah, I know who you are. Uh, I am a fan. And I'm like, okay, And it's okay. And then like later down the line, they have like all these questions about my friends who they also like. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're like dating me or like just dating me to like, ooh, maybe one day I get to meet my other favorite comedian. Have you ever dated a fan? Not on purpose. Mm. I would like find out after the fact or like Uh there was someone who dated one of my best friends who knew that we were friends Mm -hmm. and was a fan of mine Mm -hmm. and like on their dates kept bringing me up. And my friend just got really bad vibes about that and was like, are you just dating me to like get to know Nicolette or be mm-hmm. her friend because that's weird. And I was like, yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> like, do yeah, not. That's bizarre. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, I dated someone who like pretended they didn't know who I was for a while Uh-oh. and then would like bring up things that I never mentioned. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, so like how much do you actually know? Mm-hmm. Like how deep have you gone into the blog archive? Oh, boy. And it was very deep. That's creepy. That's yeah. so... It's dishonest. Yes, because if you know things, say it. Right. Right. And then the last person I dated who was a fan, I would forget what I told them. Mm. And then when they would bring up things that I was like, I don't think I told you this, but I was like, but I might have? It was just, it like fucked with my head. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know. It's like I asked my sister to stop listening to my podcast because I would go see her and she would just be talking about things that I said on the podcast. And I was like, I don't think I told you that yet. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, is that weird? And I was like, it's fully weird. Mm-hmm. Because then it's not me sharing my life with you. It's like you are following my life. And then there's no need for you to talk to right. me. Right. And then the, the whole thing for me, too, was like, and maybe it goes back to what I was saying before about, like, people not having their own interests or hobbies. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't trust that what they were telling me was honest and real or if they were like catering to what they Mm. thought I liked Mm -hmm. or what they thought I experienced and ooh it's ooh it gives me a chill I hate (laughs) it so much (laughs) yeah so that was nice when I met my girlfriend she was like I don't know anything about you Mm. or what you do and I don't use social media and I was like that is the hottest thing ever she doesn't use social media just now but Mm -hmm. not when we met which was great she yeah. had like five photos on Instagram. I was That's, like, I, I want that. love this. I want someone who doesn't use social media at all. I know. But then I'm like, but how will I find out about you? But then it's like, oh, I guess by talking by to talking. you. By talking. All right, Nicolette, we've come to the end. A question I like to ask everyone. I've missed a couple of people, but would you date me? I would date you. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. I think we like <sighs> the first time we met, I said that. Maybe. Maybe it was in my head. <laughs> I don't think you said it out loud to me. No. 
I was with my spouse, so I probably wouldn't have said it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? You sold things to a st- the Plus Bus. Oh my god, I did. Yes, and I bought one of your skirts. I didn't realize it was one of your skirts, and I like brought it up to the register, and they're like, "This is a Nicolette Mansion." Oh my god, which one was it? It is pink, tiered with flowers. Sounds cute. <laughs> So like, I love that you don't even remember. I don't remember. I have so much clothing, it's disgusting. Same. It's bad. Yeah. I need to get rid of some things. Go to the plus bus. Maybe I will do that. Yeah, Northeast LA, hit them up. Well, I donate everything to the downtown women's shelter. Yes. And then the last bag I donated, I had a couple pair of stripper shoes that like didn't fit me. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe there's a down on, on, on their luck stripper who needs yeah. these. Why isn't there a dress for success for strippers? Because... People look down on it, and I'm like, it's valid work. Sex work is work. Yes. One thousand million hundred percent. It's so crazy. It's like, so we look down. Oh, my God. Okay, so the Super Bowl, we're way off topic, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, The Super Bowl, I watched the halftime show. I fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. Shakira killed when she went, I screamed because I loved it so much. Yeah. And then J-Lo did... Such a beautiful job. And then her daughter was singing and then she was pole dancing. And then I woke up this morning to a bunch of people being like, I can't believe this was allowed. My kids were watching. And I was like, what was what what was wrong? What, I mean, what was bad? I was so confused. Doesn't like Budweiser, aren't they like the lead sponsor? Why is that not a problem? I don't. Yeah. It's like, so you're OK with your kid watching beer commercials and shit or like. Men getting permanent brain injuries because they're running into each other at full force with yeah. helmets on. Yeah. Football's not great. CTE is the real thing. Yeah. It's crazy. It really is. What a double, triple standard. Uh-huh. And then Adam Levine last year was shirtless and nobody had a problem with that. Just say you hate women. I would rather so and go, I hated this performance because I hate scantily clad women. Yeah. Not because my children are watching, not because it's bad for women. It's like, I hate women who are dressed like this. Be honest. I'd be like, okay, cool. That's your opinion. Let's move on. Don't euphemize it all like, I love fitness. Don't be (laughs) one of those people. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Nicolette, do you have anything that you want to promote? Myself. Um, (laughs) I mean, people can follow me all over the internet Mm -hmm. um, if they so wish. Um, I'm doing a series of really fun pop-ups with Nordstrom in different cities across America. So stay tuned for those. And yeah, there's a lot of secret projects in the works. So I love it. I want to know about them. So for now, the thing I'm going to promote is registering to vote because it's a very important election year. And however you choose to vote, your vote matters unless you vote for Donald Trump. (laughs) But that's your prerogative. I agree, because Donald Trump, he's not nice. That's my hot take. Uh, I think he's a very mean man. He's mean. Let's see. Okay, if you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me, um, you can subscribe. You can like it on iTunes. You can rate it five stars. If you send me something nasty hitting on me or just something nasty in general, I'll read it. This says, I don't know if I've read this before. Okay, dear Nicole, I'm a I'm wildly homosexual, but I would love to hire a couple sex workers, dress them up as the fruit of the loom fruit, and have them fuck us doggy style while we stoically make eye contact until one of us comes and then leave without saying a word. Did I read this one already? 
Okay, Nicole, I'd love to use your pussy juice to shine Captain Picard's head. Use it as a light source and go Star Trekking into your Voyager. I'm no good at nasty, funny messages to men, let alone, let alone women. So I tried to go down the route of what your childhood crush is. Okay, this one was on Twitter. Nicole Byer, sup, mommy? Trying to send you something obscene here, so here it goes. I want to rub Cheeto dust all around your areolas with mine, with my own, and then let out a Chester the Cheetah growl, and we both boob climax at the same time from boobgasming that Rihanna invented. I didn't know Rihanna invented boobgasms. I didn't either, and she's like the background on my phone. You learn something new every day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.